Hey guys, welcome to a bonus episode of Mornings with Monsters. Uh, today we're going to be discussing Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. It just came out, I think yesterday, hopefully we're getting it posted uh, today on the 1st. Uh, so uh, first off, I think we mention it pretty quickly, but not quickly enough, so I'm going to add it right here. Huge spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the movie, you plan on seeing the movie and you don't want anything spoiled, don't watch this yet, but watch it after. Uh, or if you don't plan on seeing the movie and you just feel like listen to us talk about it, that's fine too. Um, but you have been warned. Uh, make sure you let us know if you enjoy this kind of thing. We could do more in the future. I know we had so much fun uh, watching and recording this and talking about it because we're all very passionate on this subject, obviously. So uh, thank you so much. And uh, we'll have you back to our regular, uh, regularly scheduled program uh, next Friday, uh, again at 8 a.m. Eastern. So thank you again and enjoy. Welcome to a special episode of Mornings with Monsters. We all have recently seen Honor Amongst Thieves, the new D&D Dungeons and Dragons movie, and we are so excited to share our thoughts. Dylan saw it first and he immediately said, guys, we have to review this, and that is exactly what we are going to do for you here today in a little bit of a, maybe a mini-sode, maybe a full-length episode. We'll see. We have a lot of thoughts. It was fantastic. I, it was so fun. It was so good. I'm I was wildly impressed with everybody in it. Um the the I had no idea Bradley Cooper was going to be in it. <laughs> yep, that, that was, was so a, good. That was a shock for sure. That was so random. As he, a halfling in it as well like that is such a yeah, fitting character was, for him. Oh, uh, so good. if if we should start by saying Huge spoilers. spoilers. Don't so listen to this. Stop here right now if you haven't seen the movie, because we're going to break it all apart and talk about things that are going to spoil the movie. Yeah. Absolutely. So Major many spoilers. spoilers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I'd I want to start with uh, just like the beginning part um, to see if I did see it uh, or not. Uh, when they were doing the opening sequence... Um, and they were showing the the pan over the map. Was was it like the actual like? Did I see Icewind Dale like just in that's the corner? That's where the prison is. Yeah, that's, that's where what the prison I thought. Is. Yeah. Oh, I was so happy. I knew. It. I was like, that's honestly, that's when I was like, oh shit, this is. This but it is makes like, sense because they went from no, Icewind Dale down to the Sword Coast, and they were talking about yeah. like the Sword Coast the whole time. Yep, I was um, like, I know we're gonna have to talk about this now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. One of the first yeah. things that I like said to Ellen as we walked out of the theater was like, I enjoy how much of a mix of a just purely high fantasy Hollywood blockbuster film that it was, yeah. while also being like a very awesome homage to the real lore and the like actual places that we all know from the game. You know, yeah. like agreed. Well, it's funny because like I don't know the places from the game. Mm, okay, I haven't. As much as I've read, like I have, I have not listened to Critical Role, which is probably well, the number one. I would say, like the games, like Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter, okay. those ga- those games actually bring a lot more popularity to the the like okay, Forgotten true. Realms, yeah, yeah, and like yeah, like most of the Forgotten Realms, uh, like yeah. campaigns I've listened to have been highly altered from the original forgotten realms mm-hmm. or have been spent in like the fey wilds of the forgotten realm. like which so, makes sense yeah. yeah and i mean really like the only place that you've probably been super familiar with was what is the where did the place in um the mines of fandelver take place that's over by neverwinter i believe yeah it is uh, it's near it's near neverwinter dylan might mm-hmm. know the answer too because it's I almost Rockport. said Rockport, no. but it's not Rockport because no, that's, that's made up. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, it's all made up, but um, yeah, because they do it in the Adventure Zone in Taz. Yeah, yeah I think that that and would be like the, yeah, we played it as well. Yeah, um, like, Fandolin. Yeah. There you go. That's it. Oh yeah, it's not Fandelver, is it? <laughs> no, no, it is the Mines of Fandelver, but uh, oh. Fandolin is yeah. the name of the city. 
Gotcha. Yeah, it's close, so there's a little difference there. And uh, it's all fresh on my mind, because I started reading the, the Dritz books, so there's a lot of, like, the Icewind Dale and Sword Coast, and uh, a yep. lot of those places are familiar. It's kind of crazy that we're talking about this part of it, because, like, even myself, like, I think I kind of was thinking that, but I because I don't have that background knowledge of who I from who I am as a player, like, I didn't quite pick up on that that you guys did. Oh, it was, like, like, literally a split second where it, it showed even, Icewind yeah. Dale. And then, yep. like, if you didn't know those cities, you wouldn't have, like... Yeah. But as It soon, wouldn't have made any difference. Yeah, yeah, I was already kind of thinking, like, this is Icewind Dale. And, yeah. um, yeah. like, just, like, the way they panned and, and uh, you know, explained the scene without explaining the scene. Uh, yep. I think they did a good job with that. I could just hear the DMs, like, the cascading, like, snow over the, you know, I was just like, oh, man. Uh, and that's how I felt, like, the whole movie was just, like, the yeah. way the way they did it, I could just, it was literally, like, a campaign. Yeah, um, yeah. my wife was saying, like, consistently when we were talking about it, she liked watching and seeing how many, like, obvious nat yeah. 20s and nat 1s yeah. that these characters rolled, because, like, and I was thinking the same thing, like, especially during the scene when the tiefling was soaring through the air as a falcon, just dodging arrow after arrow. I was like, this is too many successes on a deck save. And then she ran up. into the flag. Yeah. And I was like, there we go. There yeah. you go. That's a one, you know? And it was really, I thought it was really well done. Like the bridge part where he steps on the bridge and like, oh he God. says, oh, I haven't, I didn't realize we started yet. What a D&D <laughs> thing to say. Like, <laughs> And also, okay. I feel like their storytelling, they took a cue from, like, The Princess Bride a bit. Like, the way that they... Because I was, I was curious how they, like, how they were going to do it. And I, mm -hmm. I feel like that's the same kind of fantasy realm of, like, because it's, like, a book being read in that movie. That particular spot, there, so the, there's a spot where the paladin, Zenic, I think is... It's uh, yeah, that sounds right. I can't pronounce his his real name because I always just want to say like Reggie or something, but I don't think it is. Um, because he's French, yeah. And he, I mean, he's amazing. And I was actually, I didn't think I knew he was going to be in this movie. And I think it like this movie is probably one of the reasons he stopped working on the Bridgerton project, which I oh, okay. kind of love because I'm like that means he was like, look, really I love this. this high fantasy like old shit, but like. I want to be a fucking paladin. That's yeah. like, you know, from I want to be the. He the, was the overpowered the NPC. Yeah. I was just about to ask you guys party. if you thought he was an NPC that just like was like, hey, I'm going to get you out of a t tight spot real quick. I would have thought exactly. like, oh, he's just like uh, at first I was like, oh, this is like a player coming into a campaign that already had a built character with lore. Yeah. Until he I was like, that. I can't travel with you. And I was like, oh, he's an NPC. <laughs> What really, yeah. like, stamped NPC on his face for me was when he left the party and he just walked in a straight line, like, yep. over yep. the rock, down over the, the rock. rock, like, he yeah. doesn't care. That's so it's funny. hilarious. Well, because that's also a player move where it's like, I walk in a straight line. Well, there's a rock in the way. I walk over the rock. I don't care. Yep. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, and that's why I love it, because it's kind of, it's an NPC, but it's, like, it's also very clearly, like, a character NPC. Yeah, like, like a DM wrote it for him to play a little bit. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's kind of like I love when you have the ability to do that. Yeah, he he played that paladin better than most characters play paladins. A hundred percent. In a hundred percent in general, and and it was like he he really did. I think justice to the role to D and D to D and D. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because he was sure. he was sticking to his alignment. He was like, he didn't understand. What did he say? Yeah. He said something like, uh, I don't tr trade in phrases or, or something oh, like that. Oh, right. That was like, right. I was like, God, that's such a good line from like a paladin who's just so pure that he doesn't yeah. even understand like, like sarcasm. sarcasm yeah. 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 So good. And then uh, as like a person who plays a paladin badly, as far as alignment <laughs> goes, um, you I really appreciate it. I really appreciated yeah. the... I think they did such a good job. Yeah, I did too. I think it was great. Was there any classes you were like, 
either what class are they or like they didn't I'm do them I'm pretty sure so. that Michelle Rodriguez is a fighter with the um improvised weapon feat. I because, think so, yeah. Because yeah. she used when she used her axe, she'd get like a hit or two or three. But when she uses like whatever she found, she was just pounding these dudes and it was so fast. And like at first I thought maybe a monk, um, just because of like how fast she was. But yeah. the more the more I watched it, it was definitely it definitely looks like a brawler improvised weapon I fighter. Think, yeah, I think you're right. So I think I think they're all pretty straightforward. Like we have our yeah. druid. Whatever circle yep. lets you fucking get extra <laughs> wild shape yeah extra wild shape my goodness tell me about it but i was in and out but but i'm not mad about it yeah i think they played it so well like i knew that they weren't gonna be a hundred percent class stuff and i was okay with that as someone who's played a druid so many times yeah i was wondering what they were gonna do so there's there's two things in gameplay that I think are can be very hard to come across in a live action or an anime or whatever. And you kind of see it with Vox Machina as well. As much as you can look at the fights and see a D&D fight, it's also so hard to actually play out a fight how you play it out in with D&D mechanics. Sure. Because like the time has to be warped a little bit with like when we do it because it's like oh i'm gonna like hit this person over here and you're gonna hit this person over here but like in game it feels like it it, it's been so long yeah yeah it's all like i I was i thought so too and that's what i loved about michelle rodriguez because they show that like how a fight in D &D could take you know this time that they talked about what they were gonna do but yeah. when it what it looks like is how they set it up with the real quick like sped up fa- yeah. fight times you know she landed so like twelve that. hits in two seconds exactly it, with, yeah every that, dodge awesome. every parry is just like a, a missed AC yep yeah and with that it's like the wild shaping wild shape as wildly powerful as it is if you only have three uses of yeah it. You, it's very limited like, yeah you, technically you only, it's it's a very limited use thing. I think I think I think that instead of like having her cast spells and and focus on that yeah. element, they just wanted to display she went like through wild shape. Exactly. Yeah, they yeah. just yeah. were like this yeah. is this is like a druid's main thing, which it is for yeah. a lot of druids. It is. So, it's bread and butter almost. If know? it was Essie, she would have been summoning all those things, but like yeah. that's just druid and they wanted to sh- showcase that. Um yeah. I also There's really loved secondary thing. Yeah. Kind of... I really love the the way that they represented wild magic yes as like the little the belt dial like he's wishing for whatever he wants but he's something is coming out you know what i mean like powder to his like natural sorcerer's magic i think that it's amazing i thought what a great uh like visual representation Mm -hmm. of something that in D D is kind of just uh introspective at best because we have a, a table that we roll on so we don't ever visualize something mm-hmm. that you would roll on on your belt you know like i think that's yeah. really really cool to know that like they wanted you to understand that with sorcery specifically like this could be a big part of like how you cast spells you're you're not like strong enough or confident enough to just be mm-hmm. like i cast this spell uh, but you also have to kind of rely just on luck, be able to like mold the situation from whatever ha- happens. I, th- I thought that was so fun. All right, guys, chubby dragon. Hold on, before oh we God. get to that, let's take uh. a short break. We'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome to the middle of the bonus episode. Just a quick one this week. Uh, we just wanted to make sure you uh, know about the platform you have to uh, view our content. Uh, that's you know you can find us wherever you view your podcasts but if you want to see like pictures and things like uh, uh, I know Alex and Melina posted some stuff about them going to see the D&D movie uh, you can check that out on our Instagram at mornings with monsters and if you want to discuss this with us give us some recommendations which we've already got some that we'll be doing shortly uh, you can reach us at mornings w monsters at gmail 
gmail.com. Uh, that's all I had for you. Just wanted to drop in and say, hey, hope you're enjoying the, uh, the bonus uh, content for the week. Um, and, uh, you know, let us know what you think. Thanks, guys. As always, don't forget, tell all your friends, your family, everyone you know that's a nerd or not a nerd. And we'll see you. We'll see you next week. Thanks again. Welcome back, guys. Hope you're enjoying this special episode because I, I feel like we are already. Um, before we talk about the amazing Chubby Dragon, uh, I wanted to uh, talk about Chris Pine's character, Edgin. Man, such D&D names, first of all. Oh, right. <laughs> Honestly, they nailed it. Yeah, they really, they literally look like people uh, popped like Barbarian into that uh, 5e fantasy name generator, like every character, literally. Like, like every character does. Even Simon is such a sorcerer name. Yeah, it is. Simon the Sorcerer. Anyway. In my opinion, Edgin, Edgin is, and I think I think they were subtle with the bard, um, but here's my thought process on it. I don't think he started as a bard. I think he started as either a fighter, a paladin, or a rogue, or maybe a multi-class. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. he got up to that high level, and then over time lost those levels and decided to become a bard. So he's almost like a subclass, but he's only using his one, two, or three levels of bard. Yeah. Weird. Just thinking I that. Literally, was saying he had to be some type of like thief. So I think rogue would work best. Like, yeah, yeah I thought rogue, yeah, but he was wearing full plate and made an oath, which was like paladin or fighter, yeah, me. or maybe even cleric. But but I also can think of the fact that like because of the order that they were in, you need more than just paladins and fighters. And, and when an we saw like his that, like memories, yeah, we when, when we saw his memories, he was like doing real like sneaky work like for his yeah, order like, you know yeah true he might have been been armored like a paladin which i think is another liberty that they're going to totally to fine. take with which is totally fine like yeah D classes like and races like there's certain armor you're not allowed to wear essentially like, maybe he was I'm a rogue fine. and he he just uh you know wore armor because he yeah wanted to yeah you know yeah I'm thinking, like, if he was, he just, because he was part of this green, or the whatever oath order thing. The the wardens? The harpers? Harpers, Harpers. that's right. Yes, because he was a harper, like, he had a uniform, even though his skills were not necessarily that he was a paladin. Right. But I definitely agree that, like, he came a bard, he became a bard, like, later in life. Yeah, because I was telling Melina when uh, we took our break that, like, he he shows off a lot of the non-magical skills that bards have mm-hmm. um well, being being able to like distract or inspire or convince or persuade you know like, he did a lot of encouraging like um, yeah, yeah a lot like at the whole scene yeah, when i was really? like um when they were at the bonfire and yeah all came it's together, bardic inspiration 100 exactly, oh yeah 100 yeah. percent. or like when they're leaving what's his butt's house and he like is trying to like lift her spirits the the one time I was like, they could have given him a spell, would have been when the uh, sorcerer was casting um, minor illusion or whatever illusion. Oh my like, god! And his eyes were getting all wonky. I was like, that could that like that could have been uh, the one time where they gave the bard a spell, uh, and he could have either been doing that or like you know him playing and like that illusions like doing the thing i was just like shook that every attack he made was just smacking him over the head with his loot i think I that's where like you know when he picked up the the axe yeah and i was like like i get it because he's i think that really ties to the fact that like he's lost it he's a planner he's a yeah he is a team player he is he's not necessarily even a leader he's just a like He's, he's, the, he's a he's a maker. He's yeah. a, yeah. He says it himself, exactly. right? He's a plan like he's a planner. He makes plans. Yeah. He's a planner. Like I, he can be the leader, but he doesn't he wants to put someone else in charge of it. Yeah. Like I mean, I I thought um, it was really interesting how they did it because through the last like year and a half watching D&D trends like on TikTok and stuff, like the dad bard archetype has really become like 
a popularity and yeah. it's almost very fitting for Chris Pine's character because yeah. like you said, he doesn't necessarily need or want to be the leader. He has the capabilities and he has the organizational skills like of his mind to figure out a good plan. But like you said, he'd rather watch other people take that role and grow mm -hmm. into it, you know? And I think it, it was a very like dad bard aspect of his character. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think they did a really good job with the bard. I think uh, that it was subtle, and you wouldn't have caught it if you, you know, have never encountered a bard. Yeah. yeah. And but honestly, if this is going to be a franchise, which I mm -hmm. think that they left it open for franchising, yeah. like, he could, because, like, he could not understand that he's using bardic inspiration. Like, completely. True. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Like, That's he true. could be at the very beginning of his learning journey of being a, a bard. Yeah. Like, cause maybe he was always like a bard at heart, like a background, uh, planner, a, a upfront. Cause he was also like, he was a spy while he was a bard, like, yeah. uh, for the whatchamacallit, you know, that was, which is a also a very like bard, uh, bard to go, right? Like, like thing to do. Well, I think the mm -hmm. whole thing about bards is, um, since they're not necessarily a melee class, they fill many roles that mm -hmm. many classes fill on the non-combat side. Yep. You know, like and that's what I like about the, the representation of it, because it's like, I love having bards in parties, because you automatically can fill whatever you're missing. Yeah. Through yeah. that. You know, like, it doesn't matter what, what you're missing. A bard can pretty much get it to you. Yeah, and they might not be the best lock picker, but they can try and usually get it more than not. Or, yeah. you know... Um, Better than a fighter would. Yeah, and they, they got, like, stealth. They can even heal sometimes, you know. Yeah, or buff you, in, in which case that exactly. might be better than heals, you know. Honestly. Yeah, I, th I think overall I, I really enjoyed uh, all of the character choices for the main party. Um, mm -hmm. The biggest thing, I was like, ah, oh, they, they, I'm, I'm almost glad they didn't because it would have been too cheesy. But the um, when she was like, I'm a tiefling, I was like, ah, oh, man. <laughs> she's not purple and and i know i know tieflings aren't supposed to be purple they're supposed to be red <laughs> yeah they didn't give her any coloration and i was a yeah. little surprised by that i was curious about that but i also was like is this just me seeing that through my players and them doing it by choice or is it is it something that like is a dnd like lore in dnd sure? lore like originally tieflings were of a red color and then okay. players were like now nah, purple's better. So purple and blue and stuff kind of just became the norm. Um, oh, that's like cool. If you, if you read way back old stuff, uh, if they're they're all typically red because they are like of demonic origin. So a lot right. of those things are red. Um, I had one gripe. Take uh, elves as a infant, so it's very also possible she has some sort of like. I mean, she could be half many things or a combination yeah. but like but she, I, it sounds like she was born of you know parents that weren't neither were a tiefling i don't know hmm. maybe she was touched by a demon or something or her mother was or something it's not impossible hmm. so that's why she's only like part tiefling because they were yeah. they experienced the devil at some point or whatever and uh she was just born with horns and a tail and that's literally it <laughs> yeah i had one gripe about their casting and it's only because if you see Hugh Grant being good in the beginning of the movie, it's guaranteed he's going to be the bad guy at the end. Yeah, that was obvious, I think. It but was just so obvious. Job. I mean, yeah, he it's Hugh Grant. Like, he doesn't do a bad job. It's just like, it, it has nothing to do with him. It's yeah. just like, if they wanted to have a slower build on his, like, bad guyness, like, you could have picked somebody else because it's Hugh Grant. Like, you. It, it, it's a guarantee. Yeah. Like you see him in the beginning of the movie, and he's being like, "I'm gonna help my friends." You're gonna, you're gonna see him at the end being like, "I don't like my friends." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it's just it's a one one weird thing that I was like immediately when I saw him, I was like, "Watch, he's gonna be the the end game bad guy," yeah. <laughs> and he was, you know, like almost half the end game bad yeah, guy. Yeah, half. And I and I will give it that. Like the true bad guy was definitely way better than him. Yeah, which I think we have to talk about, but we're uh, 
We are neglecting our fans' thirst for Chubby Dragon. Chubby Dragon! <laughs> I was so, so happy with that decision, only because we've seen a lot of drag like dragons or something have been depicted in movies yes, and a other lot. a lot i just i don't know what it like i don't know what it was just like the the use of the like breath mechanics the use of the like just the movement that it did like yeah i was i was very impressed with the the graphics of all kinds i was impressed with the design of the dragon yeah yeah it's, it looked great it looked so good and i'm like i have never even considered a, a chubby like a chubby chubby dragon Honestly, like yeah they they, they surprised Same. everyone with that that's I believe. a huge thing that we i mean as dms all three of us like that's never even crossed our mind no. to have a fat dragon <laughs> i mean it but makes it, sense like it's, it's amazing amazing and especially that it's a red you know what i mean yep. like it's greedy like it's like, perfect it's not like it's a normal thing like the characters themselves are like what did he eat his last hard like yeah what? yep well <laughs> so they it, it to me it seemed like they're um mid low level somewhere under 10 maybe yep. 10 at the most um yep. so if you're fighting an adult red dragon that fight isn't about killing the dragon Right, and it's I think they did an amazing away. job with that. Yes, where they yes. had all of the athletics and dex checks, and then at yep. the end there was a puzzle where there was a dragon's face in there, you know, in their yeah. in their face, and they had to figure out a way like, like how to escape. I was just like, oh my god, investigation check. Yeah. There's water dripping down. Oh, it's salt water. They they rolled an eighteen. Like, you know, yeah. the whole yep. time I was just like, I, I thought like that that um, bit of of the movie, the whole dragon hordes part is mm -hmm. such a perfect representation of an encounter in D D because yes. you have you have the dm deciding to use a fat dragon mm -hmm. to kind of like represent the danger of the situation it's a it's a dragon you're yep. you're about to get fucked but also it's a fat dragon so like there's yeah, like this moment that the part yeah that the party has to be like holy <laughs> shit yeah we can run away and that's a fat ass dragon and like it was it was perfect because it really shows like this is a dm decision it's something that yep. is going to surprise people and you're not going to expect it but there's layers to it and then it's it's a representation of like a very organic reaction from a party sitting at a table seeing that dm's decision being like what that's a fat dragon like can you yeah. explain yeah. it again to me real quick <laughs> i think i missed something Mm -hmm. And like you said, like uh, like you get you get athletics checks, dexterity saves. You you get um, that one random hit from the paladin. You know what I mean? As like a last resort to save help the bard. Yeah. A, a deck save. You know what I mean? Like that. It's perfect. And then, like you said, that puzzle at the end. You know, I maybe the sorcerer has no idea, but like the bard rolls an intuition and is like, yep. hey, the sorcerer can do this, you know, or a history check or whatever, remembering when he saw it last. And it's like this is this is perfect. Yeah. The the dragon not being able to use his breath every single time. That was nice. But like amazing. watching him try. Yeah. Um, amazing. And, and using like, his breath. Yeah. Know? And it it really illustrates like the the expression of our game that happens yeah. all up in our heads that we don't really yep. get to see and it just played oh, out so good. well so good i love it i think I the it. whole underdark sequence was uh very i good. freaked out it, it was, was so, so good. good i freaked and out i was <laughs> yeah. like oh my god their representation of magical weapons guys yes like, they did so good because i was like especially Cause I was like, they look so different. Cause when you have um, him light up his like paladin's blade, and yeah. then you have the this undead enemy light and up. And he his has what like a, a like a pact of the blade warlock as an yeah. undead or something like that is yeah. what I was assuming. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know if it was so a good. special thing, but it it's essentially looks like a flame blade, but the flames yep. were green. Yep. Um, green which flame I was blade. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is beautiful, and they look cohesive like they're from like like they could be from the same store and they're both magical weapons but they're completely different at the yeah, same no time. different 
Yeah, I've really enjoyed the character design, everything about the Paladin, because yep. I love that over-the-top, like, it, opulent for yeah. no reason, like, glowing the fact that sword. Like, he can take his glowing sword yeah. apart, and it's still a dagger. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. That blew my mind. And then he yeah. he's just, like, walking away from the fight, like, we better go. They're coming <laughs> back. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> it was just like, oh my god, that's so Paladin-y. Um, yep. <laughs> Uh, very good, very very good. Um, I have a question. Already did. What were those brain things? Because I thought we were about to see elithids. Yeah, the first same. Time. And I do think those are. Uh, there could have been elithids down there. Right. Right. Oh, right. right. Um, those those things are monsters in D anD D, and we are a monster podcast, so we should know, right? Um, <laughs> we didn't even talk <laughs> right. about any of the monsters yet. Okay. Um, no, not yet. Okay, so. What are those things? I've seen them before. They are like something to do with an illithid. I think they're like scouts or like they're uh, they're Wi-Fi routers kind of thing. Okay, and because it kind of it kind of rem reminds me of like um, their pupil stage that we've yeah. talked about. They're called intellect devourers. Intellect devourers. Yeah. Wow, that's are a uh, part of like the illithid um we've talked about them yeah, yeah we have um, i thought so yeah yeah i thought we I, yep. at least and a little how, bit how funny when it just walked right past weird. them so yeah. oh my god <laughs> i was like chris pine saying oh well that was a little hurtful like right. how yeah, that's such weird. a party line exactly. you know like and the comedic timing I, I was like oh this is gonna be cringy but the way they timed it i was like oh that's fucking awesome yeah i mean it it I thought we were in for an actual battle, like where it would be walking towards them, and then like halfway through, they'd like stop. See, stop see like a wizard, maybe. <laughs> I was thinking Holga, yeah, just like just for the joke. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Just because she's she's been shown to like not have a good plan, yeah. and she just cares about her potatoes and and beating people up. But it would have been so funny to be like. Oh, and this is the party member with the highest intelligence stat. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I, but, it, I mean, even the paladin, like, getting out of the way and, like, waiting there. like Yeah, and then, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then it just walks right past them all. Just moves through it. I mean, so, it was cool. It was it was interesting. Um, I I like how, the, like, when they were going into the Underdark, like, they alluded to the things that were there, like the illithids with these uh, intellect devourers. But they also... Um, the Dwergar. The Dwergar, yeah. yeah. And then, like, the uh, the, the the deep gnomes yep. were the, the people who built that crazy bridge that they accidentally destroyed. Yep. Um, and it's really cool because, I I don't know, I play a deep gnome, and I you really latch... about the statues. Yeah, I, I, but I also get excited about showing how complex their like culture is like that that puzzle for the bridge is ridiculous hmm. you know yeah. like like only step on the odd numbered squares except for the fifth square you take a lateral move and then once we reach the center point you have to go on the even numbered squares and take a lateral move yeah. and it, it's just like that's amazing because that's exactly how deep gnomes survive in the underdark when they're dwerger they're illithid there are dark elves there are freaking uh, hook horrors like all around them that's the reason because you can't find them in yeah. the underdark you know the underdark like, they they did a good job of representing how terrifying the underdark can be and like yep. they, did, they didn't even face anything but a dragon really that's down it there. um and that's, that's surprising lucky. that's lucky yeah it's probably the hey. fact that the dragon was there was why they didn't face all the i can other, see that all the other yeah. things um yeah. no i i think they did a good job with that yeah, they did a great job. So before we talk about the the obvious sequence of the monsters being represented, um, sure. did you guys notice the the small? I'm sure you did. The small little monsters that they were kind of showing as they were traveling, like the fights that they avoided because they didn't roll. You know, like when they were traveling to the Underdark, there was like spiders on the trees, but they were yes. behind them. Yeah. Um, or when they were in the alley. There was like those dodo bird those, things. Those things like fighting each other on the little uh, yep. clothesline. Yep. I was trying to like squint my eyes like, what are those? <laughs> um, yeah. I couldn't tell what those were. There were I, don't, I don't think it was a phase spider, but it was some kind of... 
I was like, oh, those are just like straight up missed like, encounters. Encou- yeah, those are just encounters the DM had to throw away. Yep. Very I good. love that. And also That's amazing. shows the world like it 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 shows like the you know, uh development of like there's all these crazy things going on in this magical world that yep. like are just all over the place and that's why yep. people get stronger is cuz they have to persevere through all these trials. Um, I think that was really, really cool, <laughs> and I thought that was uh, fun to try and pick those out. I thought one of the coolest uses of monsters in the whole movie was the gelatinous cube. I thought I love yes, their gelatinous cube. They did that 100% as good as you could, you know what I mean, without giving them a whole specific like separate encounter just to fight it. Like yep. That was exactly right. And the DM scrambling, like, um, I guess you can jump into the cube. Um, yeah. But now yeah. you're underneath the thing, and and all the 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 towers are coming down. You need to make dex checks. Like, yeah. It, it was only yep. Like I know it was scripted, but you could I could feel like the if I was a but DM I mean, and you did that and it worked. I'd even be like, like fuck. <laughs> even like uh, the tiefling being able to jump not only into it but all the way through just enough to poke a finger through so that her, when she turned into a snake her like her void inside the cube allowed yeah. her safe travel through it like that was so smart brilliant you know yeah if someone did that at my table i would just be like all right give me 20 minutes to figure that math out real quick right. <laughs> yeah. <Get> there. <laughs> rule of cool um yeah i mean really i know that's like what olivia so there are two things that livia said um my sister our sister um She's, she was like, they totally would have been crushed by the weight of the seawater and the rocks coming down on them after the dragon, like, exploded this little, like, underground thing they were stuck in. Yeah, underwater IRL. thing. Stuck. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, in real life, but, like, probably nat 20, rule of cool, baby, it's all good. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. And her other thing was that if you don't know the insides of D&D, then you don't get quite as much from the movie. But I'm I like, Wait, I think you can't, like, you still get so much from the movie. I also think that, like, if if you don't already know a lot about the insides of D&D, the mo- this movie can be such a perfect inspiration for you to learn or, or yeah. play. Because yeah. it's, like I said at the beginning, it's, it's exactly a, a mixture yeah. of the world's meeting. These over here, these people just like good movies, big, big blockbusters that have a lot of action. Over here, you have high fantasy nerds, D&D nerds, and now we get to meet in the middle with this movie, mm-hmm. and people are going to be like, well, if if Chris Pine can just talk his way out of his ass the entire time, I'd like to do that. Or, yeah. hey, I want to I wanna punch somebody 12 times in one round. Like, okay, cool. Here's a fighter sheet. Go right. ahead. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I'm so excited I, I think it's for it. It's really well done every all the non-players to come to yeah. the players and be like can you really do that like what what's that panther thing with the tentacles <laughs> oh disruptor beasts yeah i love them as soon as i saw like the panther face my mom was like what's that and i was like disrupt <laughs> it's a displacer beast Displaces, and uh, yeah i heard some guy behind me go oh <laughs> like, yeah and i said it <laughs> yeah molina's met one in game uh a nice one though um who could talk Okay. His I name is Dialogrin. And he he watched over all the lost items from the the Fae Carnival and he also had like two kids who lost their parents at the time. Uh but my party was not nice enough to find the parents. So <laughs> I didn't meet him because I was at Oh the damn, that's right. So Melina hasn't met Dialogrin. But maybe at some point. Yeah. So how how did we feel about the mimic? Oh, I love uh, while I liked it, don't get me wrong, thought it was awesome, especially because they, like, you see all of the uh, the, the treasure chests chest before the, like, um, the open. walls come up. Yeah. But, but like, I think that it was too easily thwarted. Uh, yeah, well, I agree. Fight it. I know, like, I, but what I'm saying is, like, the person opened the chest and didn't immediately get latched on. They, like, they did make a dexterity save the first time, and it's like... Sure, but you oh, you touched that mimic. Like you shouldn't yeah. even get the you shouldn't even have gotten that like dexterity save, or it should have been at disadvantage. Like 
I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, because I love Mimic so much, I feel like they they got shot a little bit. I think, yeah, I say, I think if um, if we were to fix that, maybe an opposing party had uh, found the chest at the same time, and then they both open it, trying to fight over it, yeah. and it snatches yeah. the other party member. Yeah, I I would agree with that. And then she slices the tongue off or something. Yep. It was just cool to see one. It, it was. was, yeah. It I was think, nice. I think it was designed well. It was very classic. And I think yeah. I think everyone that's seen the uh, that's ever played D and D or heard of a mimic saw it coming, but yeah, we loved it. And everyone that didn't yeah. was probably like, "Oh shit, <laughs> that yeah. that's real. What's going on?" Yeah, exactly. Well, so the thing that is, is, like that scene was in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's like, I, I didn't watch them. any of the trailers. Yeah, same. I mean, I almost never watch trailers, but I this one was one that I watched. Like, I watch them usually once, like, way before the movie came out. comes out. Yeah. I remember watching it because then we were a little nervous, and I was like, no, I think you'll like it because the design of the mimic in it is really fucking good. Yeah, like, it is. I didn't know that was the only amount we were going to get from it, but, like, in the trailer, you you don't get, you get, like, it popping out and coming at her, and then, like... And then they switch the scene, yeah. I was like, oh my god, Alex is gonna love this mimic. Like, no, and I did. I think it was really great. I mean, uh, like Dylan said, like we all expected it, but yeah, my 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 only gripe is that it it was a fast scene, and I understand that like they couldn't have taken a lot of time, but I do appreciate that like mimics you in most D and D sequences are like one of the things that are like the top threat you know, in that room or that area. But it was cool to see that it wasn't the top threat. It was fun no. to know yeah. that, like, there there are things that these people will see that are much more impressing, if not dangerous. Mm-hmm. True. Okay. What did you guys think of the, uh, the owlbear? Super I cool. really enjoyed the owlbear design. I thought it was... I love that it was her main very... go-to thing. Um, yeah. yeah. I also melee. like the way that they did, like personal things to tie in a lot of the like stat block lore like how an owlbear still can turn its head all the way and so like when you first see it she like does that like weird head turn and then like the fighting tactics that we've talked about um or we'll talk about on our on our owlbear episode uh about how like they pounce and they like you know they have a they have a claw and a bite but that but seeing her like claw and wrap something in so that she can bite it was really really yeah. fun because yep. it's much more visual now it's to like see it yeah exactly and mm-hmm. I, I think it's easy to forget how terrifying something like an owlbear can be when you are a player who could kill one in two hits or one hit yeah um yep because you're just like you know you're, you've ascended it's an owlbear <laughs> yeah like, yeah oh that's an early level thing it's a terrifying thing like all those guards were probably high level but like in if you're really dealing with a massive feathered bear with a beak like that thing is gonna fuck you up it's yeah. terrifying when it has the intelligence of a druid behind it yeah especially yeah like yeah. that's the thing as a wild shape if you're not familiar with D guys uh you keep like you're only your your body changes it's like, only you your mi- um your physical fighters. stats change yeah. yeah all of your mental uh like charisma intelligence wisdom those stay the same it's yeah, only your, so it's your deck strength strategize i have a question about uh wild shape actually can so, you cast while in wild shape uh not until you are uh arch druid um, 18 or 20 i think wow 20 is i think 20 is when you get the arch druid feet but i think there's also certain circles where you might be able to yeah there are certain where you can do it but i think arch druid is you have to be an arch druid to do both that's cool Um, that's really cool which i think is another reason why it just made more sense for her to not be doing spells oh no that's why i was asking was if there was a reason for them not showing her cast spells while in wild shape like it makes perfect sense i think it was just like like we were saying earlier they wanted to just showcase the fact that she can change into animals you know rather than like she's a spellcaster i also really like that she would choose um 
very appropriate oh. for the task, but like unconventional choices of yeah, of like a wild shape player. <laughs> yeah, like hey. I when when uh, we were running a party or a, a session where they needed to be sneaky and get some recon, um, our druid turned into a howler spider, so yeah. that not only could it climb undetected like a, across a rope and like see stuff, but if it got into trouble, it could make a really loud noise and we could come and help it. But it, it, it's one of those things where um, that's like the intimacy of D&D, you know, like the, the personal yeah. choices that you get to make that makes your flavor your flavor. Exactly. I love it. It's such a it's just such a wonderful expression. It's such yeah. to like collaboratively, collaboratively tell a story. And I really like how they represent that in how Chris Pine his character has a personal goal of like yeah. bringing back his wife, right? And daughter, yeah. Yeah, but but like at the Saving end of the movie, yeah, directing his wife. At the end of the movie, you know, we see how his personal goal has changed to like encompass the party now, and yeah. he brings back a party member who he realizes is more important than you know a love lost like. 20, you know 12 years ago yeah mm -hmm. i thought i thought that's a very nice thing to put in because it it does happen oh. that like we yeah, all come in with our own drama, goals yeah, yeah but yeah. It, but pretty quickly we find that like our goals are much better achieved being the like collective goal you yeah. know yeah like, i think they did a good job with that i think yeah. they also did a, a good job with chris pine's um character development as far as like being a shitty father was like yeah because it was such sure. a classic like D, D backstory like tragedy yep. and then he you know overcomes it somewhat but like he's still uh you know a bit estranged with his daughter um and then when he comes back and like has to deal with it all again um yep it was very D D esque where it was like you don't get this whole you know romance of like emotion and everything it has to be fairly quick because you're in the middle of these crazy situations and so like you just say what you like it's almost more realistic real to life than most movies because it's like you don't you don't hear a lot of monologues in real life you just no. it, it's it's just kind of like hey i know i fucked up i'm sorry forgive me please if you, i understand if you can't like and that's yeah. kind of how it ended up being. It even showed yeah. him like trying to do that monologue, and then he was like, "I'm not doing that again." <laughs> so, yeah, it was cool to know, like, um, like the movie wants us to to play D and D while watching it. You know, like yeah. they they are expecting us to follow it along as if we were players, and um, you don't have to have been a player already to get that feeling. I no. don't think. You know, I don't no, either. Um. Okay, so the I think fight guys. I wanted I loved that. Which one? And the mage hand fight. Oh yes, my god. I wanted to talk about that. It was that whole fight in that combination was my favorite thing in the movie. Um It was so good. So so good. I it felt to me like that whole fight was so D and D. It was like yeah. the party taking like like picking shots as much as they could and then the um the wizard of Thay, uh the red wizard popping back summoning an elemental letting it deal with the party and then yep. like it just kept the party kept getting fucked up but the second they got her on her back leg they pounced like all at the same time and that all for me yeah that for me was like oh my god that's such a D, &D thing it's like yeah. you finally get like advantage on a roll or stun the big bad like yep do, 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 do. like awesome. everyone jumps <laughs> and, and did you have flashbacks to your uh storm giant fight i did i was uh, yeah i was i was like oh god <laughs> but my storm giant didn't even get any of that cool stuff no he um, didn't <laughs> but i was like that is such a player thing to do is like uh, you know what? Fuck everything as far as like the plan. Like, let's just lay it on thick all at once as much as we can. Burn yep. those spell slots. Use those lay on hands. Like everyone, oh, go 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 go. And I was like, that's quite a D and D thing when everyone stops thinking and just starts fighting. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. Um. Also, I think we need to touch on the the red wizards a little bit. The wizards of Thay. Watch it. 
Love that. Because they were red wizards, and before she 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 like sh- turned her robes red. Huh? Did you guys like know that she was a red wizard? Before oh yeah, her? I, w- I was assuming that when they introduced the character. Yeah, yeah. She... I mean, she's definitely creepy as fuck. Well, it's like she's it. this super powerful mage who wears a robe and like got them arrested, and the they were kind of like even in his backstory were making it obvious. He didn't trust that, her. Yeah, yeah. They were making it obvious that the main antagonist in the the realms are the the wizards, the red wizards. Um, yeah. So I was like, uh, I put them together, and I was like, she's probably a red wizard, or at least working for them. And it seemed like she was like a lich's apprentice. She was, because like, um, you got to see her part in the like flashback from when they showed us like what yeah, he did she originally. Been... She was right on the the council, and like, um, the way he talked to her, the lich. Yeah. Uh, like through whatever communication they were doing, that was dope. That was really uh, cool. Yeah, but you could tell like how much um, importance he put on her. Yeah. You know, like he almost yeah. respected her decisions and, and her her comments. And when we talk about uh, the lich next week, um, yep. we will uh, talk a little bit about why, because that episode's already recorded, but. Um, and without spoiling our episode too much, we talk a little bit about why a lich would make another lich because it's very, liches are very like solo driven. They're very like, they want to be the ruler. But I think this is a perfect example of like one of its followers was strong enough and showed enough potential and enough of the same kind of mindset and drive for, um, conquering that, uh, you know, it, it, it realistically a lich can't take over everything it already had a whole nation essentially i'm sure that's kind of what they were representing and yeah it wants another nation so to do that maybe it helps this other one get to lichdom and uh take over that whole continent which probably the lich's end goal was to like uh, overwhelm her and incorporate it but Probably. for now i don't know because like it she was the one who performed the ceremony just as he was the one who performed the first one. And I can, I agree with you. Like it's like a furthering his network. Yeah. But maybe the reason why he was taking her on is because like, he doesn't need to overpower her because he has so much influence over her regardless. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Like she's very much so like worships him. Like she probably wasn't quite lich yet. Yeah, I would say she's just high level necro, and like, that like yeah, getting close, but real close. But also like she had a magical dampening cu- uh, cuff on her at that point, and I'm yeah. wondering if it was that her like, um, like the spell that she would she would cast to make her like not look old was because she's three she's three hundred years old. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So I'm wondering if like it broke her concentration on that spell. Probably. Maybe I think that the way I think. She well, she was about to death touch him. Could have been a magic item. Yeah. I mean, I think that at the end when we saw her go into like her most necromancy thing, I think it's because she was about to death touch him. Power so, yeah, kill. that's I guess where that that's my where our our opinions differ because I personally think it was the cuff of uh even with her magic. like. See, but it was already changing before that. It was already on. We just didn't know. It was when, when, uh, when it stopped. Also, how smart. How good of... I didn't so even smart. see that coming. That I didn't was a, either. That was crazy. Which also backs up your, uh, Melina, your comment that he's a, a thief. Because, like, his daughter's yeah. absolutely a rogue. 100%. Oh, for sure. I mean, and they show that in the beginning with how she's raised. It's and like, trained. Yeah. they. It's like, oh, we need a rogue in our party. <laughs> Ellen like, just oh, heard I me say know. that, and she goes, oh. <laughs> yep. yep. I know. Good. That was a really smart sequence. Um, yeah. And very, very, that whole, like, as soon as they got to the city was so, so D&D. 
Like, it was their plan, them having too many plans, just like we always have too many plans, none of them working, and just doing shit on the fly, and then finally coming up with one thing that, like, makes it all happen. Because, like, you knew they were going to get into the tournament somehow, because they kept... Yeah. They kept, like, saying it, and, like, they weren't going to show it unless they were in it. Also, the, uh, the scene I thought was really unique to most movies was the them trying to get into the vault, right? Because there's a lot of heist movies and stuff like that, but there's not a lot of heist movies where the people can use magic. So I thought yeah. that was very creative, like, going up underneath the cart. like that. It was a very, very D&D-esque, like, plan, yes. in my opinion. Because, like, the, the amount of steps that it took to get done, and, like, in between those steps, like... You have someone who's like accidentally falling through the portal mm-hmm. and like you're making deck saves while also making like um like fucking I don't know what you would do it for a distraction performance. You know what I mean? As she's like tugging him from the other side of the portal and like distracting the guards. Like it's it's such a a thing where like, okay, this plan is going well, but I'm the DM and I need to throw a wrench in. You know what I mean? Like, where can I throw that? And, like, how would the party react and adapt to it? It, it showed a lot of those decisions on both ends, you know? Absolutely. I I think it was really good. And then they split the party three ways and got fucked. And Fucked! Yep. So, like, that's what happens when you split a party. Everyone knows it. At least, they, then, taught, at, at least they taught everybody now. You know they taught I mean? everyone, and they did a good job of, like, representing the DM not wanting to kill all of them. Which, like, realistically, they should have, right? But the wizard was like, let them fight, you know? Yeah. Which was, like, such a DM thing of, like, I don't want this to be a TPK yet. Right now, yeah. They're so close to this this (laughs) big bad fight I have planned. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You know? So they all got fucked. They they had... um, uh, I even liked the little, like, spell, the, the tentacle spell. That was yeah. Like, oh yeah, and such a classic like uh, mage creep, like dark mage I was, stat block. Yeah, I was thinking like summon aberration or something like oh, that. Oh, I think it was, was. I thought it was straight up like um, uh, I can't remember the name oh, of the. the what, it was, like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. All these tentacles or something. Uh huh. Yeah. I I think uh, someone just yeah. That. I think uh, Kelsey has that. Yeah, I was like, oh, or, man. was it? Do you have the? Do you have the weird tentacle trap? magic spell or is it kelsey Kelsey. it is kelsey yeah so yeah i i was like oh cool i forgot about that little shout out yeah that whole that whole thing even the the mouth raining gold on the city like oh brilliant amazing amazing and the paladin was right all along you know well, where where he the, said like he he fulfilled his oath and yeah he came fulfilled back his to oath. the harpers he's yeah. like you're, he made an oath to give all the riches back to the people and he was like I think he'll uh, fulfill this oath and yeah like, the just whole because time the har- he was like I'm no I'm not gonna yeah <laughs> I love that that line he was like just because you're through with your oath does not mean your oath is through with you and I yeah, was like was oh like, that's that's dope that's, that's good yeah that's good stuff although. And then he was like, just because you say shit doesn't mean it makes sense. Like, or something like that was his. Yeah. yeah. He was like, just because that sentence is symmetrical doesn't mean it's not nonsense. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I was like, yes. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, he was not wrong, but he ended up being wrong because it's D&D. Exactly. Um, Yeah. Because D&D. Good. Good. Um, Any, is is there anything we didn't talk about? The, uh. We only saw one Aarakocra and one Dragonborn the whole movie, and they were together. There Um, were two Dragonborns, actually. Oh, were there? Um, The second one we saw was when the Paladin was, like, he came up to him and, like, gave him a drink of water or something. And, like, kind of, like, put his hand on his head and said, like, whatever to you, good sir. Uh, He gave him a coin. A coin, yeah, that's right. Oh, yep, you're right. We saw Tabaxi and her baby getting eaten. And then save. That was cool. Yeah. We saw, yeah, and save. We saw, well, we didn't see the tabaxi baby get eaten. We saw, no. only saw save get from saved. the mouth. Yeah. That was, that was, that was cute. Um, it was. Yeah. I, I mean, that was such a. The only, like, the, t- the tabaxi was the, and it was, I don't think it was cheesy at all, 
but it, out of everything, it, didn't it look was real. like, yeah, it was the most unrealistic. A little bit clunky. I, while yeah. I agree with you, the reason why I appreciate it more is because love. they didn't do CGI for it and they, yeah. they use practical effects. So like, I'm cool with it being really? kind of like campy. You know what Absolutely. I mean? That's why I'm like, I'm, I'm like that scene was still yeah. great. And yeah. it was the least realistic scene. Yeah. Same with the Aarakocra. Uh, I feel like it's a very like dark crystal esque yeah. costume. And not, and yeah. I actually like it because I feel like they're drawing you to the origins of the game where it was campy yeah. and it is kind of ridiculous, you know? Yeah. Well, even that, I don't even know if I would say like, like it's barely ridiculous. Ah. Uh. Barely. That bird squawking as it's flying, yeah, <laughs> like falling that out of the just, tower. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Actually, that scene was pretty. You're it was. Actually, <laughs> I changed my mind. That scene was the most, like. Yeah, because like I got, I get what you're saying about the tabaxi. I had the exact same thought, but I was glad that they only showed it for like what twenty seconds yeah, or something. It was like the perfect amount. It was yeah, perfect. exactly. You were like, oh, they exist, and they're showing us that they exist. Cool, good for them. But like the scene in the tower saw. was. <laughs> tower was good. We saw a lot of different uh, creatures in the in the prison. Yeah, what was it like? An orc they brought in as like we the I we saw, like, a, a wood elf. A, um, we saw a lot. Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I don't, like, there was a couple uh, different my, prisoners. If you're were... gonna do orcs, okay, in D and D, in a D and D movie, and you're gonna make them look like Urukai from from Lord of the Rings, you at least need to add like tusk teeth, at least, like in my opinion, because like you didn't give them green skin. You didn't give him like tribal tattoos. You 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 basically made an Urukai from from Lord of the Rings maybe without was, black. Maybe it was half orc. <laughs> oh, and and yeah, and I I mean that's fine. I still don't know if like Michelle said. Rodriguez is human or if she's like supposed uh, to be Goliath or I think you know what I mean. Was, like for some reason, I want to say she was supposed to be Goliath, but yeah, just because okay. the tattoos and the like tribal yeah. stuff that she had all over her, like and the fact that she was from like a. You know, like a clan. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, these are things that like are so minimal. We're nitpicking, yeah. Because the movie was done so well with so many other aspects involved. Like oh, I'm just sure. being a I'm just being weird now. Well, you we're know? reviewing it. I mean, so. the things we're trying to figure out is like, are we reading into this? Was this intentional? Yeah. Was this unintentional? It was all fucking fantastic, guys. Yep. Like Go see it. Go, yes, please. Very, very yeah, good. we oh, highly yeah. recommend. Even if yeah. you've it's never so played, good. If you've never played D&D, &D, you will enjoy this movie. Absolutely. You will, and and you might be more curious about playing D&D &D after it, because exactly an adventure like this is kind of almost vanilla in, in comparison to some of the things we've done. Yep. So, yeah, think, this is like, this is the most, it's a very, like, cut and dry yep. like, Dungeon, like D and D yeah. session. Like this would D &D be like not the starter set, but like the essentials set campaign. Yeah, you know, like yeah. not and quite like, your first one, but something that you're you're still like getting used to your uh, character. This is in. like after the Minds of Fandel. <laughs> yeah, yeah one hundred percent. After the starter like, set. Yeah. No means does that mean boring? It just means no. no it's just just like, your intro. You know, it's a good intro. That's it. Honestly, I feel like this this movie was more like several arcs where they probably leveled up two or three times. Yeah, they For would sure. have had to because I mean, watching Simon do his spell work like after he was able to attune to the helmet. Yeah, like that that was a lot, you know. Also, well, the well, attunement amazing was what amazing. What was yeah. like uh, intro arc where they're escaping the prison? After that, they collected the party, got them all together. After that, they met a paladin, went to the underdark. After that, they. Uh, did a heist, and then uh, I'm probably missing one in between. Uh, they have a whole in-game, it would have been an arc where they were fighting in the tournament, and then ultimately mm -hmm. goes to the big bad. So, I mean, they did a lot. Like they, That's they like an 8 to 10 session movie. Yeah. I, um... I didn't, I, I was worried that they were going to try and overwhelm us with content, trying to smash a whole campaign into a two-hour movie, yeah. but I think they did a pretty good job.
Yeah. And I love that they gave us background that pertained to the storyline, but it's like we only got we got very little of our druids background because like very little of it pertained to the storyline. We got yeah. more background on um Holga because more of it pertained to the storyline. Yeah. We yeah. got less background on Simon because it didn't pertain to like, you know, we we don't know more about like his great great grandfather and like or any of that. Like we just know that it existed. I thought they were I mean, about to say that dude was um <laughs> Morden Kanan for a second. Yo, when they put when they dropped his name on the on the vault the seal block, yeah. I was like, Yeah I was like, Oh man. Here, Here we, we go. go. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's but, getting real. Yeah, I mean that's a that's the the name drop. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. Good stuff. Well, is there anything else that we missed that we want to talk about? I don't know. No. I mean, there's tons of stuff. Uh, our recording's pretty long, though. So um, if they make another movie, yeah. um, would you want it to be a continuation, um, a prequel, a sequel, uh, a different like setting altogether? Uh, I'd be down with following the party. Yeah. Okay. I, I would also I would say like... seeing the party I'd... as a new party. Yes, yeah. that was what I was going to say. Like, having a standalone that's in the same, like, timeline and being, but being, following a new party who, like, runs into movie one's party for either help or just, like, shenanigans or maybe they're working against each other at certain points, you know? Like, it would be. That feels almost fun more to watch. Because when you start a new yeah, campaign, I feel you like always, like, see one or two from the first campaign. There's some throwbacks, you yeah. know? Like,. <clears throat> like obviously the paladin would be in it but it would be nice to see like like we're going to collect some like weird relic from a dungeon and chris pines like there right before us and we have to like convince yeah. him to give it to us instead you know like that would be cool you yeah. could have the rest of the we just need this one thing i think they yeah exactly <laughs> enough to do any of those or all of those and hopefully they do because yeah. i think it was awesome um yeah and i will definitely go back and see it you know Absolutely. I would see it again. Yeah. Me too. I can't wait until I can buy it digitally so I can watch it whenever I want. Exactly. I know. I feel like all of us are like, like, I'm like, wait, names. What was everyone's names? I was too focused Uh, on everything else. Their names, I I was not even trying. I was just (laughs) calling them barbarian and. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, Do you want to give it an overall rating? Uh, That's filled with bias <laughs> i would yes. give it uh eight eight out of ten kobolds eight out of ten kobolds. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. i'll give it a dot red dragon out of red dragon it's, linear yeah so okay right under ancient um that's I, nice all right uh it's, it's like an eight or nine out of ten i i think there was you know enough little cheesiness to it to, to yeah. give it to not give it 10 but also like that cheesiness was like these is cheesy yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah i i yep. really really liked it um yep. i don't think i i don't have too many complaints with it that we didn't cover so yeah i think my only like the reason why i don't give it a perfect score is because i when i watch movies personally like in general uh no matter what i watch if it doesn't give me like really deep introspection i can't put it over eight it doesn't matter that the content is what it is like when i watch a scooby-doo film if it doesn't give me introspection i'm not i'm not rating it high even though i love scooby-doo and it and it's not supposed to you know that's just the way i am yeah it's more like it it was feel good it doesn't make you think yes This is a Sunday afternoon movie where, yeah. you know, it's raining outside and I just made bread and I want to eat that while watching something good. This is what I would put on. Cool. That's what I want to do today. <laughs> do it. Hell yeah. Yeah, I work. Same. All right. Well, thanks for listening to us review a very fun movie to us. And I hope it's fun if you guys go out and watch it. Yes. If not, absolutely. listen to our review and then you don't have to. And there you go. <laughs> also, I spoiled the monster for next week, so sorry. That's okay. People who don't okay. Instagram. <laughs> um but hey, you get a bonus episode. So Yeah. And we did say spoiler warnings. We didn't say specifically for what, hey, I guess. Hey, yeah, there's Something big spoilers. Yep. 
Um, okay, awesome. I think that's going to do it for us today. Uh, we'll be back next week, and we'll have another bonus episode the next time we have some cool content to review like this. And if you enjoyed it, make sure you let us know. If you hated it, you can let us know that too. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.